26 minutes it is before 9 p.m. We're under the microscope and uh, uh, are yeah, set for a very interesting conversation on the Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict. And uh, uh, this evening we're going to be speaking to Africa for Palestine and also going to be speaking to the Jewish Board of Deputies uh, who are going to be uh, yeah, unpacking for us, I guess, uh, the context of this particular conflict, which has its own unique history. Uh, but also how it plays itself out in the current moment. And uh, joined on the line uh, to speak about this matter by Zev Kringle, who's uh, at uh, the Jewish Board of Deputies, and also joined by Mohammed Desai from Africa for Palestine. Zev and Mohammed, good evening to the pair of you and welcome. Hi, yeah, uh, uh, thanks so much for having this just important discussion. Yes, is it only you, Mohammed, on the line? Did the other side chicken out? Yeah, I, I hope not. Uh, we certainly did uh, plead with them to join us this evening. But uh, yeah, Mohammed, how have you been? Uh, last time I, uh, you know, saw you or heard of you was when you were getting chucked out at Virgin Active, I think. Oh gosh, <laughs> things have changed since then, uh, but uh, yeah, I think that uh, the Palestinian issue is becoming sure, far more mainstream sure. than ever before. Yeah, man, real pleasure to have you on the line, and maybe while we get hold of Zev. Uh, what we really want to do uh, this evening, Mohammed, is to try and make sense, and you've certainly been doing this work for many years, trying to explain the context and the history and the genesis of this particular conflict, uh, emerging as it did you know, in the large parts of the 20th century, um, to the South African audience, uh, so that, uh, as I said, when we started, they make their own decisions, whether you know, they support the uh, Israeli stance on this question of how you resolve what, in essence, is... A critical part of the national question in that part of the world, uh, but also if they want to extend their solidarity to the Palestinian side of that struggle, uh, as many have chosen to do so, uh, then they are able to do so. So let's maybe, Mohammed, start just with your reading as Africa for Palestine and deciding as you do, I guess, with the Palestinian people's struggle in this question. Your reading of the history and the genesis of this particular conflict and I guess how that has a bearing on where we are now. Well, the biggest misconception is that this issue insists on being uh, Jewish, mm. uh, being a Jewish citizen. But another grouping decided that they wanted to create a homeland exclusively for themselves. And so they looked at Argentina, they looked at Uganda, and they looked at the land of uh, Palestine. Mm. And they then decided that they would create uh, the modern state of Israel, which is often confused with the biblical land of Israel that we read about in the Bible. And it was this selection of the land of Palestine and the subsequent, um, uh, the subsequent uh, creation of the modern state of Israel at the expense of the indigenous population who were living there at the time that has started uh, this issue between uh, the uh, Israeli regime and the indigenous mm, uh, Palestinian mm. uh, people. Sure, sure. Thanks a lot for that context, Mohammed. And let me maybe bring Zev uh, in from the uh, uh, Board of uh, Jewish Deputies. Zev uh, Krengel, good evening to you and welcome. Yeah, thank you. It's actually yes. uh, it's, uh, my last debate was with Mr. Roddy Castles, who's an atheist who doesn't believe in the Arabian or the uh, or the uh, um, our forefather uh, Arab and um, Jewish and Christian um, heritage. Yeah. To the okay, Zev. So, Zev, let's so, maybe. I mean, I want us to start, and I was so, trying to explain this. No, let, give me a chance. I was trying to explain this to Muhammad when we started. That the purpose of this conversation, I guess, is to not get into, you know, those theological and uh, monastic debates, but to really try and explain the history uh, uh, of this particular conflict to the South African people so that they can make their own choice. Now, Mohammed has given us some of that context, but 
I'm now giving you an opportunity, Zev, 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 can I finish? I'm giving you an opportunity now to explain your reading of the genesis of this particular conflict in the 20th century. Okay. So I'll go back to the Old Testament, which Jews, Muslims, and Christians all believe, that the Jewish people left Egypt and they went to Israelites. They went to Israel. They were Jewish people. The cave of Machpelah was bought, and that's where our forefathers and where the Islamic forefathers all live. Now, we as Jews believe we can live in harmony with Islam and Christianity, and we have shown that um, due to the fact that the Al-Aqsa Mosque can be uh, used by uh, Muslims, uh, the Church of the Nativity can be used by Christians, and the Wailing Wall can be used by Jews. So we might have different beliefs, but we all have a commonality that these, this tiny piece of the world is very sensitive to all three uh, religions. Mm, mm. And um, for me, unfortunately, in 1948, when um, the United Nations, which is really the ultimate uh, modern-day custodian of world peace, gave Israel its right to exist as a Jewish state and gave the Palestinians Mm. their right to exist, the Palestinian state sure. in 1947 with uh, the partition plan. Zev, wait, before we get to the partition plan, we need to but, take, but, but a, we we need to take a spot you, break. You just have to let me say. You no, have to but Zev, no, 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 just let we me have talk. a spot I break. I you talk. We have in a sp- 1948, no, 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 in 1948, Jews for the first time. Zev, Zev Krengel, this is not going to work if we can't respect the fact that we have a spot break that we need to take. And I was requesting yeah. you to pause so we can take the spot break, huh? we'll come back to the partition issue that you want to raise. But you can't ride just roughshod in the conversation when we have to take periodic breaks. Please. Okay. Thanks. It's 18 minutes now before 9 p.m. We're under the microscope here on Metro FM Talk. I'm in conversation with the Vice President of the Jewish Board of Deputies, Zev Krengel, and also joined from Africa for Palestine uh, by uh, um, Mohammed Desai, who joins us uh, from uh, that particular organization. And Zev, before we went to the break, I guess you were painting the history uh, and you were at the point of the partition. Please continue. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess also understand that from time to time we're going to have to take periodic breaks. So uh, um, let's try and keep uh, the comments very brief. Uh, I, I, I do find quite ironic that we had to stop for a liquor advert where Islam doesn't believe in alcohol. That was quite funny. Well, but, um, yeah. We need, we need all of <laughs> that for the, the beauty, balance sheet of the, the SABC. That's the beauty of South Africa. Yeah. That's the beauty we want. And that's what I'm trying to install. So if you want to go back to the partition... 1948, 1947 partition of uh, United Nations gives the Jewish state and gives the Palestinian state, which the Jews accept and the Palestinians don't. And then you have the uh, 1948 war, which carries on going for many years. And for me, there was an ultimate breakthrough last year with the Abraham Accords, where there were Arab countries in the region accepting Israel's right to exist as a Jewish state, and Israel accepting their right to exist Mm as a Palestinian Muslim state. Now, I do believe, and I'm not saying this, uh, you know, because I'm a, I, I'm a fairy, I truly believe that Christians, Muslims, and Jews can actually live okay. in that very unpleasant or pleasant... Maybe um, ju- just a quick question there, Zef, before I go to Mohammed. Uh, and I think the point is well made about, you know, harmony between different uh, religious groupings and political groupings in, in that particular part of the world. 
Uh, but I guess there's big question marks certainly from us sitting here in South Africa when we look at the different maps that are put out and maybe explain it to us. Uh, if we look at the borders of 1948 vis-a-vis -vis what happened in 67, right up until maybe 2010, it does seem, though, that I guess the Palestinian portion of that part of the world is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. So, so look, the expansion of settlements uh, is complicated, and we as the Board of Deputies and so have always supported a two-state solution. We believe in a viable... What do you mean it's complicated state. when you say... And that? I would, I, I, would, I want to mm. challenge Mohammed Desai if he will um, uh, reiterate my commitment to a two-state solution, which is the ANC's commitment, which is the saving Jewish border, Zev. which is the saving government's commitment. Zev, so, Zev. I don't think the question is about a two-state solution. What I'm trying to understand is when you say the settlements in more and more of what was Palestinian land is complicated, what do you mean by that as the South African Jewish Board of Deputies? So, so the Arab Jewish Board of Deputies, first of all, your, your, your expansion of settlement is depending on where you look at it. So your, 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 your Jewish uh, fundamentalists who will believe that God gave them Hebron and they have Hebron, every right from the Old Testament. That's what they'll stand by. Mm. If you want to talk about myself, who's a modern Orthodox Jew, I understand that heritage, but also understand there's a Palestinian people living on that land, mm. and we have to allow them in a modern day to have their rights as Palestinians. Okay. So as, as, as much as I'm a observant religious Jew mm. who believes that I have a greater Israel, if I, if I talk about the Old Testament, mm. I understand the compromise for people who are living on their land for three, four hundred years, and they want their own rights, sure. and they want their okay. own land rights. And that's the fundamental difference. Sure. And if there's ever going to be a solution, it's going to be Hamas, it's going to be the PLO, compromising on their Islamic stand, as I've compromised on my Judaism stand, okay. that we're going Zev? to have to give a compromise to live together so mm. both of us can worship our greater uh, being, which sure. is God, our greater Zev. being, which is uh, the Prophet Muhammad, Zev. and we live together in peace Zev. with different religions. Zev, I think the point is well made. Muhammad, let me bring you in now. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I'm quite interested in, in your assessment of uh, Azev's reading of that history, but also I, I think on this thorny issue of settlements, because I definitely do get the contestation from a theological perspective, and I don't think that's the debate, uh, as important as it is, that I, I want us to steer towards, because I do think there are economic and political questions that are linked to those theological questions that we need to uncover. What, what would your assessment and your reading be of the expansion of settlements more and more and what many would argue is encroachment on Palestinian territories that has occurred since uh, the late 1940s through to where we are now and even, uh, I guess, through to the solution that was suggested uh, by the Washington government uh, when Donald Trump was there, uh, which uh, effectively would have carved up uh, the nation uh, of Israel and Palestine in very specific ways. Um, so I think we must put the, to that uh, uh, just now. But the United Nations is very clear that the, uh, that the Israeli settlements are in entire violation of international law and that Israel should not have transferred its population into Palestinian areas. And so it is a bit perplexing uh, to hear somebody say that we want the Palestinians to have their land, but at the same time they uh, they condone and they allow the transfer of their own population into that uh, Palestinian uh, land. Mm. Um, is that okay if I speak about the UN? Yes, yes, yes. No, go ahead. Yeah. 
The United Nations, as Ziv Kringle had indicated, was approached by the Zion, as I had mentioned earlier, the Jewish population was roughly split into two. The one who wanted to uh, exist as Jewish people uh, in whichever country they existed, and the other grouping which followed an ideology called Zionism. Not to be confused with the ZCC now, mm. but Zionism as the ideology that we must create a country exclusively for ourselves. And so they, these are the one. This grouping then created the modern state of Israel. They did, as the Kringle uh, indicated, approach the United Nations. Mm. But the United Nations back then was highly unrepresentative. In fact, in the vote that took place was only particip- the only participants were 33 countries. There were no African countries back then that mm. were part of the United Nations. Very few Latin American, hardly any Asian countries. And secondly, the United Nations simply did not engage with the indigenous population in 1947 to ask them, can we bring these other populations of Jewish people from across the world to come and create another country on your land? Mm. There was no consultation with the indigenous uh, population. And thirdly, the, the, the United Nations split the country 56% for the incoming population and 43% for mm. the indigenous population. This is highly unjust, sure. and I think that the settlement has merely been an expansion of that injustice that mm. was uh, created in 1947. Mohammed, I, I'm quite interested, I guess, in, in the his, history of dialogue in this case as well, uh, because Zev you know, challenged you earlier on, uh, just on your position on the two-state solution. But one would also think, I guess, as we've heard from the likes of Hamas and the Palestinian Liberation Organization, that uh, even when we talk about a two-state solution, it has to be premised on some consensus on what the territorial boundaries of the two nations potentially could be. Uh, What is the view of Africa for Palestine uh, just on this particular question and the demarcation, I guess, of uh, the territorial boundaries that would define such a solution if you agree with it? So similar to the struggle against apartheid here in South Africa, the Pan-African Congress, the ANC, and the various other liberation movements insisted that you cannot talk to us about having dialogue whilst you have your, whilst you have your foot on our neck. Likewise, the Palestinians are insisting that you can't talk about dialogue whilst you are literally murdering Palestinians, whilst you are committing war crimes, whilst you are violating international laws such as the settlement. The ANC and the PAC insisted, for example, on the unbanning of political parties, Mm. on the release of political prisoners. Today, as we speak, Israel has over 5,000 Palestinian political prisoners. And so often we get asked, but where is the Mandela of the Palestinians? Well, the Mandela's plural of mm. um, of uh, the Palestinians are quite simply in prison, and so Israel is using this word, and the Israeli lobbyists are using the word dialogue in order to stifle any sort of resistance. The the the, the struggle against apartheid taught us one thing, and that is that the reconciliation part of our of our story mm. came after the uh, came after the end of apartheid. So right now, the Palestinians are insisting across the political spectrum, end your apartheid policies, and then we can speak about truth and reconciliation. Archbishop Desmond Tutu traveled 
uh, asking the world to impose boycotts and sanctions against apartheid South Africa. It was only after the end of apartheid that Desmond Tutu became this wonderful grandfather that brought us together in the TRC with all its flaws. Mm. Now, the Jewish Board of Deputies was a supporter of apartheid uh, South Africa. It's a well-known fact. It's nothing to be debated about. And they seem to have forgotten that there was a struggle against apartheid that came first mm. and thereafter dialogue. So I think Mohammed, that all Palestinians are open to dialogue sure, but sure. after the end of apartheid. Mohammed, pause there for a second. Let me bring Zev in here. Um, I think Zev, uh, you know, clearly on the two-state solution, there's a, a bit of overlap and there might not necessarily be explicit agreement. But I want to hear you just, I mean, you, you even said yourself that you know, after the Second World War, there was this deliberation about where do we take the the homeland for the Jewish people, Argentina, the other place, or you take it uh, to Palestine. Um, and there's often, I guess, a lot of resistance on the part of many people, even yourselves, to characterize, uh, you know, the Israeli state as an apartheid state. Uh, and yet, you know, the foundational sin, I guess, of settler colonialism is clear. I mean, you even uh, uh, accept it. What about the current situation would you say is different to apartheid South Africa? So first of all, I mean, uh, I'm getting a lot of commonality with Mohammed uh, Desai, and it's quite exciting because I actually do think we will get a settlement. Um, uh, we, we fundamentally agree with what's indigenous people. Um, there were literally generations since the Romans exiled the Jews from the Second Temple's destruction until 1947. And if you do know the history, which Mohammed Desai does know, uh, when Jordan uh, literally got control of the old city, which is the holiest part for the entire Jewish people of the whole world, they had one hour to leave that old city. One hour. Yes. And then from 1948 to 1967, yep. we were not allowed to pray at our most holy site. That is the equivalent of not allowing Muslims to pray at Mecca Medina. You know how that hurt. My father went in yes. 1966. Yes. And he, no, 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 no. You let Mohammed Desai talk. You must let me talk, and please don't interrupt me. Yeah, but I my interrupted father, him no, too. No, no, Zev, to Zev, father, no you, you, you. Okay, you carry on. Debate, carry you on. Have to let me give him the same time. Carry because on. About the UN. But, but, but Zev, no, no, Zev, we're not talking about. The you have to answer the question, though. No, no, because he's talking. Because about I'm asking people. you now. You're telling no, me about your father. You have to answer the question. What about the current situation in Israel? Would you say so is not characteristic of an apartheid state? People, but you won't allow me to talk about indigenous people. What about Israel at the moment? Would you say is not apartheid? It's absolutely not an apartheid state. I mean, first of all, you've got twenty percent of Israel, which are hmm. Arab Israelis that have full rights. Full rights. I could do whatever. The complexity is the disputed lands of the West Bank, and then you've got Gaza, which Israel under Ariel Sharon leaves. He leaves it. He gives it. They burn the shuls. They destroy the they, they destroy the the the, the 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 crops. They destroy everything. They burn their own shuls. That's what Ariel Sharon did. And what happened? You had a terrorist state. So you want to talk about apartheid South Africa? You ask Mohammed Desai. I want to live as a minority in the holy land of Hebron under Palestinian rule. They do not want Jews in West Bank. They do not want a minority. Zev, I cannot live Zev. in Hebron, which God gave me as a minority. Zev. They want crystal. They want the sabers the Nazi want. They want Urenrach. They want Zev. no Jews Zev. in their land. Zev. There's not a Jew in Gaza. Not I understand. A Jew in Gaza. I understand. So this the, is the, a the very emotive. The situation is, if you that. want Israel to be tolerant, I want the Palestinian Authority, I want Hamas to allow minority Jews 
living what their Zev. public homeland is. Zev, I understand it's an emotive issue. I understand it's an issue that really? agitates you to no end. But this conversation is not going to happen if we're not going to give each other an opportunity. But and you one have to give no, me an opportunity. No, Zev, You've given Muhammad, Zev I just kept quiet and, and allowed you to talk. To Zev, I kept quiet and allowed you to talk. And I'm saying one part of this conversation has to be me posing the question and you responding to the question. And I want to pose the question again because you have not answered it. I'm saying you agree that there's a typical settler colonial situation that obtained in that part of the world. Now, I'm trying to ask you what about the current situation and the expansion of Israeli settlements into Palestinian land would you suggest is not characteristic of apartheid as it obtained here in South Africa, and maybe, I guess, elsewhere where it, it happened, I, I don't know of any other place. So I'll, I'll tell you, first of all, there's two issues here. The expansion of settlements is a political discussion. And what Israel has shown under Menachem Begin, he was the far right could. he took those settlements out of Yamit to make sure there were no Jews left in Egypt. That's what he did. That's what he did for peace with, uh, with Egypt. So I'm saying there's always a transfer of land, there's always a transfer of people. You saw it in Pakistan, you saw it in India. That can happen. That can happen. We don't believe a continuous expansion of settlement that will eventually make no viable Palestinian state um, conducive to a two-state solution and conducive to the rights of the Palestinians to have their Palestinian state next to the Israeli state. We don't believe that. We don't believe that works. But what we do know is Israel will compromise land for peace. But it has to be end of conflict, and it has to be land for peace. And to give up land is huge. In South Africa, we still fight in the land issue 100 years later. But the Israelis are prepared to give up their 6,000-year land heritage for peace. That is the commitment of the Jewish state. So let the okay. Palestinians, let Muhammad Assad, let right. Hamas take that, Zef? and let's do land for peace. Point is well made, because you're going to say, now I'm disrupting you. So point well made. Mohammed. Uh, 2017, uh, Hamas uh, talks about the 1967 borders, uh, probably a bit more, uh, I guess, conciliatory to the Israeli state um, at that point. Um, I mean, what do you make of where the conflict is in the current moment and I guess the role of some geopolitical players, including the US uh, and many other actors in this particular issue? And the assertion that Zev is making that, um, you, you know, in effect, uh, in many Palestinian territories, there's a significant amount of religious intolerance to many minority Jews. I feel sorry for Zev Krengel and I feel sorry for people like him. Uh, during the struggle against apartheid, there were white people that really believed uh, quite wrongly that uh, black people will push them into the sea, that they will rape their women and that uh, they will unleash uh, arson on uh, on white people and it seems as if uh, some within the israeli lobby also have such an opinion and it's a racist opinion of the indigenous uh, palestinian population so i think let's move beyond feelings and emotions i think that uh, in some ways we have to draw the line somewhere the united nations in various of its agencies uh, the human rights watch one of the most notable uh, human rights organizations in the world uh, headquartered in new york Amnesty International and various other human rights bodies have all detailed 
how Israel is committing the crime of apartheid. Hamas, the PLO, and the various political organizations are all in tandem in insisting we can talk about whatever solution, but can you end these discriminatory policies mm. against the Palestinian uh, people? Yeah, but and, Zev suggests, uh, Mohammed, Zev suggests that, you know, uh, many of the Palestinian, uh, you know, Arab Israelis have the same citizenship rights, uh, and so that's not apartheid. So what's wonderful is that there is an Israeli organization called Beth Salem that just a few months ago released a report, an Israeli organization, mm, headed NGO by many then, Jewish yeah. people, documenting how uh, Israel is actually guilty of apartheid within uh, Israel within Israel, and, and, uh, and against Palestinian citizens of the Israeli state. So that idea that Palestinians have the same rights is, has been utterly exposed by the various reports mm. that have come out in recent uh, time. As for the solution... I think that for those of us in the international community, it's not for us to impose uh, this uh, two-state solution or a one-state solution. I personally may be more in preference of the South African solution, which was one country for Mm. all people, because it's easier to live together than to live apart. But I think that ultimately the Israelis and Palestinians themselves themselves, will find that solution. Gentlemen. It's unfortunate uh, we have I run out of take, time. Take, Zev, can I, can I have my last Zev, it's 9 p.m. It's 9 p.m. What do I, I do? I say the real difference. Ah, Zev, 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 this is not going to happen. It's 9 p.m. The next show is waiting. You want to impose now a position. I gave you an opportunity to speak. I don't want to impose. What do you want to do now? Have, I just want to have equal time. That's all. Oh, I'll come do whatever on. you want. Come on, Zev, you, Zev. You, you in charge. Come on, man. Come on. Gentlemen, thank you very much. <laughs> really you, appreciate it. Understand it's an emotive and very unsettling matter. And I think also to those on social media who are saying, yeah, we haven't given Zef enough time. I mean, really. But yeah, those who want to go to the PCCSA, Yanzan London, Nifundo Yanzan, Dozo Bao, Nangoku, Sisai Banga, Le Economy.